0: Welcome to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. I'm Scott, and I thank you for joining us. In this episode we meet John Madoff, musician and founder of the New York-based label Chant Records. Chant calls itself a sonic temple for adventurous music, and that's an apt description. Over its first few years of existence, the label has released some 50 digital albums by talented creative artists who are testing the edges of various musical genres. Conceived as a vehicle for both distributing and building community, Chant is fundamentally about supporting musicians and connecting with listeners. I met John back in the late 1990s, at a point when his career as a guitarist was taking shape. Since then, he's recorded many albums and toured the world, primarily with the New York bands Rasha Neem and, more recently, Zion 80. Before co-forming Chant, he recorded on John Zorn's acclaimed Tzaddik records. Let's hear John's story and the joyful sounds from Chant Records.
1: I grew up in Philadelphia, and I was in different rock bands and things like that, and I had a band with some friends of mine, and we recorded a few albums. Really, what we had was the enthusiasm and the community. We would sit in our drummer's bedroom forever hours, like on a Sunday, out a whole day and bounce ideas back and forth and write music together as a collective. And it wasn't until much later that I realized how unique and special that was. I got into jazz and more out of a curiosity. And then as I went through high school and college, got kind of more serious about that. And I met a guitar player, Jimmy Bruno in Philly, who would become my teacher and really influential on me because I don't have any like academic music education, but I've studied privately with a lot of people. And then I met a great bass player and composer in Philly named Mike Taylor. And that was really the next kind of formative experience, you know, with jazz and improvised music. And and we were kind of just learning a lot about it as we went. And that was really valuable. And then in 2000, my now wife and I, I moved to New York, to Brooklyn. And I knew I, I was very deliberate in, like, uh, forming the next band that I had called Rasha which is a trio um, with bass and drums, which is my next kind of focus. I knew that I wanted to play kind of Jewish and Eastern European, Middle Eastern, North African music, and I knew that I wanted to work with John Zorn. But thankfully, it did happen that I ended up working with Zorn and now have been working with him for close to 20 years. I've been listening to Zorn since I was in high school, and he has always been a musical role model for me and then has since become a personal friend and mentor, which has been a really valuable relationship for me. In 2011, I just kind of spontaneously had this idea to put Jewish folk music and Afrobeat together in a band along with improvisation and use like downtown musicians. And that's really where Zion 80 was born. And Zorn, who I had been in touch with the whole time and had really been encouraging me during those, like, lean years to, like, keep going and keep exploring. And then I formed this band, Zion 80, and we started recording, and we had a residency at Zorn's Club, The Stone. We started recording. We got um, all these offers to play at festivals around, you know, in Europe, Canada, and throughout the U.S., and over the next, like, between 2013 and 2018, we played, you know, 20, 30, 30, shows, um, you know, bigger festivals in Krakow and, and, and Germany and Milan, Italy as, and Toronto and all over the place. In 2017, my, uh, the bass player in Rashanim and Zionadium, one of my closest friends, Shonir Blumenkrantz, and I f- decided that we needed to form a label to put out our music and the music of people in our community. And that's when we formed Chant Records. We have um, I think a little over 50 releases and it's a daily thing We're, you know going and putting out a lot of music and expanding our community. It's great it's just a matter of, now it's really like trying to find the time in the day you know. <laughs> really started from a very singular event. I was playing with Zion 80 somewhere. We might have been playing in Houston and I do all the publicity and, and social media and all that stuff. So I had to put together bios for the band and I was like just Googling everybody and I Googled Shaneer my bass player, who I've been friends with now for 20 years, and at that point, 15 years. And the first thing that came up was this record that he did on Bandcamp. And it was with his girlfriend, Yuka, who's a tremendous um, composer and singer and just like musical artistic mind, and other friends of mine. And I clicked on it and the music was amazing. And like one person bought it. And I called him and I was like, what is this record, what what is this? When did you record this? And he was like, oh, we did that last year. And I I was just baffled by the fact that I never heard it. He never mentioned it to me and it didn't really seem like anybody else heard it. So I said to him like, this is bad. Like the music is amazing. If I can't even tell Zion 80's fans, my, my band, if I can't even tell the few fans that I have about your music, something is wrong because if I tell 50 people, two of them are going to buy the record and two of them are going to hear it and one of those people is going to tell two friends and there's going to be some sort of aggregation that's going to happen that we can grow from nothing and it doesn't cost us anything. Then we started talking and, and we were like, if this happens between you and me, who we see each other all the time, we talk all the time, Imagine what all the other people in Zion 80 are doing that they never told us about. And then extrapolate that to our community. And then now, thankfully, after three years, it's been like, we're putting out records of our friends. But also, you know, we put out a record by this great drummer, Brian Shankar Adler, who's about to put his second album out with us. And the piano player on his record contacted us and he's like, well, I have an album too. And we're like, we listened to it. It's great. We'll put that out. So now Santiago Lipson put an album out on our label, you know, and it's like, grows like that, kind of organically, but also, it's not exponential, but it's like, it's like a web. So that's the story of the label, It was like this necessity of, we have to do something. We might not be able to do something huge, but we have to do something. We kind of discovered that there was a need of independent musicians to put music out, and we wanted to fill that. They don't need to work with us. They want to work with us. They want to work with two guys who are passionate about music, who have a label that's growing. We're artists primarily, but we're also here to like bounce things off of and like, you know, to, to help them and to work together. Whatever we make, other than a little bit of it for expenses, 70% is to the artists and 30% to us. So that's how we're able to work. musical theme of chant has been a very difficult thing for us to put into words because we put out music our tagline is adventurous music across the spectrum so we're reaching people and we're looking for people who are interested in really eclectic music a friend of mine who's a, a phenomenal visual artist named Jacqueline Nichols who's based in London that you take the fringes of of all the different genres and you put them in the center.
2: كل ساعة نحن 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 مع عينا نحن بتشوفني نحن الحكيمة نحن 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 كل ساعة نحن 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 مع عينا نحن
1: I think genre matters a lot, and at the same time, it doesn't matter at all. The thing to me about Zorn's music, which maybe I love the most about him, and I've had lots of conversations with him about this, is that he highlighted the fact that genre can be used as a malleable characteristic of music, just like instrumentation and volume and timbre and effects and studio production, genre is like a variable. And it just happens that most people, most of the time who make music, don't choose to vary that, but they could if they wanted to. And that's to me what like Naked City naked city is such a great band because of genre they're like telling a whole musical story that's like very funny and very engaging and very cool and interesting partly because like look we can go from country to jazz to rock to punk to you know like it's like why did people not do that before you know you can go from loud to quiet why wouldn't you go from speed metal to like baroque Thank you. There's this interplay between like, it's kind of out there and on the fringes, but not weird to be weird. Like it has to feel genuine, it has to feel human, it has to feel like warm to us. Um, like there's this great vocalist um, we work with named Randy Pontapodin, um, who's Danish and her music is exquisitely beautiful. It's out there, but I always hear breath and life and this kind of meditative even when it's going way out it's like beautiful so yeah we know and it's that interplay between the adventurousness and uh humanity and the spirit of it I think. help in musicians being able to make a living from their music. And I want to see musicians be paid fairly for their work. and the way the music industry is now, there are many things that are really not conducive to that but there are some things that are. Um, like in bandcamp we found this community of really really avid listeners who are not only willing to pay for downloads but who want to pay and who will pay extra. And they'll write us messages saying, I really appreciate what you're doing. I know the album is $10, I'm sending you 15 You know what to do with the extra $5. Put it towards whatever you need. And that's like so great because it's, you know, money is one of those things that's like, it can't be the center of anything. I mean, it can't be the center of anything. It's just horribly destructive if it's the center of your life or your relationship or what a country is about or what a world is about. I mean, that's like getting into another conversation. But if you totally ignore it and push it away and say this doesn't have anything to do with that, it will haunt you, in my opinion, almost as bad as if you only cared about money. It's like a, it's like a resource that you need to do something else. It can't be the end in of itself, but it is a means. And the, the more artists can be paid well for their work, the more freedom they have to create. Um, So I would like to see some amount of like sustainability as far as what we're able to earn for our musicians. It's within the context of like, I want to keep putting out great music, I want to expand it, I want more people to know about it. But the money thing, like for example, it has been the motivating factor in us starting to try to get our music licensed for film and TV and anything that is in that visual media area, which has like been a big project of ours recently. My wife is not a musician. She's a very artistic person. She's not a musician. Sometimes she's like, "Why do you do this?" Why? And I'm like, "I need to." I can't even tell you. Like when I wake up before I'm even aware that I'm like a human being, there's music is somewhere there. You know, I need to, I, there's a rhythm in my head that I need to play or there's something and it's like we need it. Miles Davis has the famous quote about music being a blessing and a curse. And I think maybe that's what he meant, you know, because he couldn't turn it off if he wanted to. It's just a a need. And I feel like now I'm like 46. I just have to accept it at this point. (laughs) It's not going away.
0: been listening to John Madoff, co-founder of Chant Records and selections by various artists on the label, including Zion 80, Yemen Blues, Welf Door Unit, We the Gleaners, Roberto Debrassoff and Cody Israelite, Randy Pontopadan, Meg Okura, Sam Newsom, and Jean-Michel Pilk, Midwood, Expanse Plain, and Burton Green and Guillaume Gargot. For a complete playlist and links to these artists, as well as chant, please see our blog article for this episode at rightbrainrecords.com blog. Let's close out with another piece from John's band, Zion 80. In listening to the right brain music podcast presented by right brain records you can visit us at rightbrainrecords.com please subscribe to this podcast through your favorite iphone or android app so you don't miss an episode farewell for now join us next time